I want to talk about the leaseback program we're seeing coming from builders. And now actually we have uh, two or three of those opportunities available as of mid-November 2021. Hi everyone, I'm Danny Bateor from Simply Do It and we help investors to invest remotely in rental properties. I should say good rental properties. And you can follow us online on Simply Do It um, is our web identity on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, etc. And you're most welcome to follow us on the podcast and on YouTube to see the information and educational information we are putting to help investors become better at investing in real estate. So let's talk about the builder leaseback. Okay, what is the builder leaseback program and what, why is it so interesting or beneficial? And maybe some misconceptions about it. So generally speaking, builders or bigger builders, maybe not the biggest, well, bigger as the biggest one in the country, but also mid-sized builders on a local level. Typically, when they build a community, they are building multiple houses and they probably have three, four, five different floor plans for a buyer to choose from and to build their own based on their uh, flavor. Builders start with, after they have all the lots, you know, separate, you know, kind of divided and, you know, all the streets are in place and are about to start ramping up production or construction in that community. Usually they start by building one to four, typically, model homes. Those are the different floor plans they are trying, they are going to build in this community and they want to show you, not you actually, the investor, the potential homeowner, what are the models that they have and also what are the upgrades you know, they have to offer. So the model homes are typically the, you know, the houses the builder is building first. Those one to four houses are going to be usually um, the sales office for the community. You know, when people walk through and coming to see different options, they normally stop at the model home. You may have been to that situation yourself where the sales office is and then a salesperson shows them through the model homes, explain, tells them what is, uh, is typical, what is upgrade, etc. What are so nice about the model homes? Well, the first thing is usually they have all the bells and whistles. So the basic model is, a, is, is whatever the builder is saying, the basic, and then there are the add-ons or the upgrades. For example, fenced in the backyard, that could be an upgrade. For example, vaulted ceiling. For example, it's an upgrade. For example, upgrade appliances or upgrade countertop or upgrade cabinets. So those are the type of things or flooring or etc. So when potential buyers and usually buyers, when I mean potential buyers coming through the, the community, they are homeowners looking to buy their own home. And the builder wants them to come into the model home and to get excited because the model home is beautiful and has all the bells and whistles. And the basic model doesn't look as attractive. It looks good, but not as attractive. So what the builders do, I apologize, what the builders do many times, they build one to four such model homes and they say, you know what? 
instead of me sitting on money here, I will sell it to someone and I will list it back from that person and I will use it for the next year, year and a half, maybe longer as a sales office, which I am, you know, I'm not going to live in it. My family is not going to live in it. Nobody's going to live in it because it's a sales office. It's actually a showroom, right? And so the, what the builders do is they come to investors like us and they say, hey, will you list it back from a, buy it and I will list it back from you for a period of time. And they want they understand that the investors are looking for some upside and some cash flow, etc. And so they're willing to work out a deal. So if you're coming for this opportunity, which are not very common to see, I personally love it because that means we have a beautiful house with all the bells and whistles, and then we have a tenant in place and a good quality tenant, which actually is really going to take care of the property because that's their showroom, right? If something kind of peels off, they're going to come and patch it and they have the people on site. So they're going to take care of good, good care of it and they're going to pay the rent and they're going to take care of some of the expenses potentially. You know, every deal is a little bit different. And after a year, a year and a half, give or take, they will refresh the house, paint it or do whatever it's necessary and put it back you know, to you, the owner, to do whatever you want. You want to sell it, you can do that. You want to keep it as a rental, you can most likely do that as well. So why is it so beneficial to consider buying a lease back? Well, it's not always the best way for everybody. I have investors asking, why would I want to buy a lease back, you know, a builder lease back property when I'm looking to hold a property for 5, 10, 15 years? Well, in that case, maybe and maybe not. You know, if the cash flow makes sense to you once the builder is out and we have a normal traditional rental and the numbers work, then we can start with the lease back with a, with a builder and then convert it into traditional rental. And if the numbers are OK, let's just keep it. No problem. If the numbers do not necessarily work or they work well during the lease back, but they're not as attractive uh, during the traditional rental, you can definitely sell it and move on with uh, your investment. So then comes one of my investors and says, hey, Danny, wait, I'm, what am I missing here? The ROI on the cash flow during the lease back is pretty low, right? So why would I want to do this deal? Well, my answer is this. This is a way to do what, what we call in the traditional real estate a flip, right? But the traditional flip, or many times when people talk about a flip, they mean we buy a house, we renovate and we sell it after the renovation is over and we can make a lot of money or not, right? What the traditional flip usually includes is GC, vendors, contractors, permits, city inspectors, maybe, maybe not, depends how you know comprehensive and a lot of unknowns, right? I have been to that situation and I have decided not to continue working in that scenario because there's so much you know, unknowns and, you know, and, and noise in the system. But here we are, we have a flip. It may take us a year or a year and a half, so it's not a quick flip, which by the way, it's good for you for tax benefits. And we don't have to do any heavy lifting. We buy a brand new home, that's a good start, with all the best bells and whistles. That's an amazing start, you know, it's even better than the, the good start. And we can sell it on the market when the builder is done and they're moving out and turning over the house back to us. 
what, you know, and at that point, then we can probably or consider doing a 1031 exchange to defer taxes and move that property or convert that property through an exchange mechanism, which we're not going to go into right now, into um, one or other investment properties. So this is a short term to build some equity without doing heavy lifting of literally heavy lifting of construction and kind of something to roll into our investment portfolio or mechanism. So if someone is trying to analyze, is this a good cash flow deal? Probably it could be okay to not something too amazing cash flow wise. But if you're looking on this transaction, for example, let, let's use an example from, from just these days. So we have a property the builder is looking to do a lease back in the Birmingham, Alabama area. It's obviously brand new and the builder is, um, is looking to, to sell it for, uh, sorry, to, uh, for, to sell it for us uh, or the asking price is about 495,000. So just a little bit below 500. And then he's gonna list it back for a period of 12 to 18 months. And during that time, he's gonna pay for the HOA. There's no maintenance on us because he's there gonna take care of it. The builder is gonna take care of it. There is no management fee because we have one, you know, we don't really need a management because we have one tenant who's not actually living there, but there all the time. Um, there is no leasing fee because we have a tenant. Uh, so basically, as owners, we are left with property taxes, insurance, right? Um, and maybe some miscellaneous expense here and there, something small, right? So that's very simple, um, you know, and of course, mortgage payment. So, for, so obviously, that's a very simplistic scenario when someone is renting it in this, you know, uh, in this method. Now, the cash flow in this example is maybe $300 a month after everything, or maybe $400, which makes it about three to $4,000 a year cash flow wise. This is not exciting. This is okay, but it's not exciting. What's exciting to me is the projected selling price. So we project, and we can't promise, there's no guarantee, but we project that when the builder is out and, and surrender, it's called surrender the property back to us, we put it back on the market, and we sell it for anywhere from 550 to 570, okay? And maybe a bit higher. So that means within, let's say, 12 to 18 months, we can net approximately $50,000, give or take, okay? Plus some cash flow that we've got along the way, which is not a big deal. So around, let's say, forty dollars to $50,000 in profit. I'm using profit because we may exchange that. While we invested out of pocket about 130 or 120, depending on what we choose to chose to, to do. So it's a very good way to boost my equity and continue to roll it, you know, if I don't want to pay to avoid paying taxes right now, in a short period of time, no need to deal with GCs, no need to deal with vendors and anything like that. We buy a brand new home. And we sit on it, and by the way, maybe the market will pay top rent for this house when the builder is out, and you want to keep it as a rental. No problem. You can do that as well. So it's up to you, and you can make that determination in a year, year and a half. So that's a very good mechanism to 
to increase our equity within a shorter period of time, 12 to, you know, 12 to 18 months, give or take, without the heavy lifting, with much lower risk. Now, some, some, sometimes, and I have a whole you know, session about it, about buying new, brand new home from the properties, sometimes you have to understand that the, when the builder wants a contract now, he may only complete the house in several months. So that means between putting a, you know, the, the, the offer and getting it accepted today to the house being completed in two, three, four months, first of all, it's possible that the market also appreciated alongside that period of time. Maybe, maybe not. Um, also, we don't have to do any um, additional payments until the house is completed and ready to close. So that's good. And I've talked about it in the other session about buying uh, a, a new construction from the builder. You can watch, uh, watch or listen to that in order to better understand that process. So if you're analyzing this deal based on the cash flow, yeah, it's okay. It's far from being exciting in my opinion. If you're analyzing this deal as how can that be a stepping stone in building your portfolio, I think the ROI is pretty, um, it's pretty amazing. Even if we don't make as much a return, even if we only cut it by half, it's still a good return. Uh, let's say we just sell it for 540. It's still a nice return compared to our down payment. So I think, and I'm, we're trying to find more of those deals. Buying a builder lease back is exciting. It's a good deal for you as an investor in most cases, right? We have to evaluate every deal on its own merits and can create a good potential for anybody who's looking to establish, you know, kind of build up their equity to buy more rental properties. Thank you for taking the time and listening. And I hope you gained a lot of uh, again, information and knowledge about buying, a, you know, under the leaseback program. And I do want to uh, um, reference another video I did I just did about buying new construction which is separate from the leaseback just the whole concept of buying new constructions I think there's a lot of misunderstanding how that works so I invite you to watch that or listen to it if you're on the podcast and to have a better understanding about buying rental properties from the builder as a new construction thank you very much have a terrific day and I hope to talk to you soon or see you on the next video or podcast. Bye-bye, everyone.